Full Service Radio is proudly supported and hosted by Simplecast, the easiest way for a podcast creator to publish and distribute audio on the internet. For more information, visit Simplecast.com. Tune in to Full Service Radio. Full Service Radio. Full Service. Full Service. Full Service. Full Service Radio. Welcome to Beer Me on Full Service Radio, broadcasting live from the Line Hotel in Adams Morgan, Washington, D.C. I'm your host, Sarah Jane. During my time in culinary school, I gained an appreciation for good beer and continued my studies in beer at grad school at NYU. Since then, I have been a beer director, beer bar general manager, and I get to continue to explore the beer world with all of you wonderful listeners. Every week, I will have a guest on the show to discuss different parts of the beer world, from brewers, importers, educators. This will allow us to explore the dynamic world of beer through different lenses. Whether you're new to beer or seasoned professional, we will have something for you. So on this Monday morning, I am joined in studio by John Gartner. He is the sales and marketing director for Port City uh, in Alexandria. And welcome back to the show, Bill DeBon, co-editor of DC Beer. And Bill, this is your fourth time? I think it is. I think I'm taking the title back over from Mike Stein. Good. Yeah. <laughs> Congratulations. Thanks for having me back. Yeah, of course. Um, unfortunately, Mike is, is back on the show next week. So, yeah, Unbelievable. I know. I know. All right. Well, here we go. <laughs> John, welcome to the show. Thanks for coming in. Yeah. Thanks for having me. So, um, how was your weekend? Good? Uh, it was nice. Yeah. Yeah? It was good. Did you guys drink any fun beers over the weekend? Hmm. I did. Yeah, I ran into you at Blue Jacket on Friday down by the Navy Yard. Yeah, I was at Blue Jacket, and, and per usual, Blue Jacket had way more beers on than I had tolerance to consume. I know. And uh, I got some standouts. They did an, an East India Porter a historical beer with um, British beer historian Ron Pattinson mm-hmm. and uh, also local beer historian Mike Stein, who's a who's runs Lost Lagers and uh, is a contributor to DC Beer. And... Uh, you know, East India Porter, <clears throat> as it, as it, you may shock you to find out, is not exactly a cutting edge, super hypey style. But I really encourage folks to, to try out this rendition of it. It's it's uh, quite bitter, um, really chocolatey, little little touch of smokiness in there. Um, delicious for those folks who are more on the hype train. They've also got a mango pineapple sour that was tasting great uh, yeah. called Pirate Satellite. Okay. Really good. Yeah. No, I can dig that. No, I was there. I teach at a very small culinary school, Anya G. Mendez Universidad Systems, uh, and I had my students there for a tour so they could see a brewery, and shout out to Brian, who gave us a tour. It was very, very good, and I always forget that tours at breweries, like even though I know how beer is made, and I've been on a million different tours, there's little stylistic things that happen during tours that are very sweet to see, and the way people explain different things, and you can kind of see a little bit of the culture of the brewery. Um, So even if you've been on a bunch of tours, I would recommend keep going on tours. Oh, I 100% agree with that. (laughs) (laughs) Especially when you start to kind of understand more the the production side of the business, Uh, just to see what people are working on and how long they've been working on it is is quite amazing. Yeah. So. So, John, so for our listeners who 
are not DC based. Um, and thankfully, we do have a decent number of those. Uh, can you talk a little bit about Port City? Give people the the elevator pitch of, of who you guys are. For sure. So we've been around since 2011. Mm-hmm. Uh, we actually just celebrated our 8th anniversary, I think it was now, three weekends ago, beginning of, uh, of February. Congratulations. Uh, how this month has uh, gone so fast, uh, in a good way. Um, but yeah, I mean, we, we're, we, we, uh, we operate out of uh, Alexandria, Virginia, so... Um, those familiar with the area, it's kind of the, the original port city of kind of the, the D.C. area, uh, kind of where the, the name stems from, uh, Port City Brewing Company. Uh, we're about two and a half miles uh, west of Old Town uh, proper. We're just located off of uh, Duke Street uh, south on, uh, on a small little side street called Wheeler. Um, but we were founded uh, by uh, Bill and Karen Butcher. Um, Bill has a pretty extensive background in wine sales, um, and he had traveled pretty much uh, the eastern side of the country, um, selling high-end wine with with Robert Mondavi before he had opened up the brewery, but uh, just really uh, noticed uh, a a need for a a packaged craft brewery in the area. Mm -hmm. Uh, So uh, he started some some kind of early investigative kind of work, I guess, in the area um, to see if it, it did make sense. And um, eight years ago, he, he opened up the front door and uh, we were uh, the, the first uh, kind of DC Beltway area packaged brewery um, on the craft side. And now you guys distribute, you distribute all over now. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's not <laughs> too crazy. I mean, I would still say that, uh, you know, between uh, Richmond to Charlottesville, D.C., Northern Virginia area, uh, PG County or Prince George's County in MoCo is probably 90% of our total business. So mm-hmm. uh, we still live in a very small world, um, but we do have some distribution um, in states outside of kind of the DMV area. So we, we, uh, we distribute into North Carolina. Um, we've got uh, we've got distribution on the eastern side of Pennsylvania uh, with a strong focus on kind of the the metro Philadelphia area. Um, and then we've got some distribution in, in New York City proper um, with a focus on four out of the five boroughs. Um, and then we do sell some beer um, with the same distributor that services um, New York City and in, into Connecticut. Nice. So there were two beers that really put you guys on the map, and that was your wit beer and porter. And you have consistently just swept awards with these beers. Um, was it even last year at the GABF, you guys got silver for your wit beer, correct? We did, yes. Yeah, so you've, it's interesting to me though, because, you know, these styles are not the, you know, hip, crazy styles that you see with a lot of different breweries. They're not sour, they're not IPAs. Um, these are, just classic styles and, and you don't do anything crazy with them. You just make them very well. So what, what is the inspiration behind that? Uh, the inspiration behind those beers? Uh, well, I mean, I think the inspiration behind Optimal Wit, um, mm-hmm. so it was kind of a, a creation of Jonathan Reeves, um, our head brewer. Uh, so Jonathan really wanted to, to share his passion with his wife and, uh, uh, he was looking for a style that was a little bit lower in alcohol and a little bit lighter in body. Uh, so kind of that's where, where the inspiration of, of Optimal Wit really came about. Um, he actually brewed it, um, I think, originally prior before coming on board with Port City. Um, but that beer is actually, I think, has taken home four GABF uh, mm-hmm. medals, um, three with, with um, 
with Port City and one um, with Jonathan's Prior Brewery. Um, but uh, yeah, it it took. Uh, I think we've we've got a gold, uh, a bronze, and a silver with that beer. Yeah, so. I mean, but you guys also do the World Beer Cup. You have the craft brewer. I mean, you just showered. Yeah, with metal. I mean, yeah. Last year we were very fortunate. Um, I think uh, in I guess maybe my opinion or uh, the three largest competitions last year we were very fortunate to take home awards. So. Uh, we took home a, a silver at the GABF. Uh, we took home a silver for Porter uh, at the World Beer Cup. And then we won a bronze um, for the European Beer Star mm-hmm. uh, for Monumental. Um, so just kind of three of our uh, more classic styles or, I guess, uh, the original styles of the brewery outside of, of Essential last year. We, we were fortunate enough to, to take home some hardware. Uh, it was funny just to kind of break it down. Um, we, were, we were one of uh, six breweries that actually, in our country, uh, was able to take home uh, some hardware at all three of those uh, competitions. So uh, the other five are actually located uh, out out west. So we were the the only brewery on the East Coast that, that can kind of, I guess, hold that title for the year. <laughs> so, Yeah, I mean, the... I think John's being a little bit modest. Yeah, you're being Port very City modest. Right I was like, I was like, I mean, this is very nice, but <laughs> I mean, Port City was the 2015 Small Brewing Company of the Year, Small Brewing Company Brewer of the Year from GABF, which is you know they hand out, um, they hand out is the wrong phrase here. They award that title, you know, to one brewery in each class each year. So for Port City to bring that home in 2015 was um, was amazing. You know, I think they're. Uh, by far the most decorated brewery in terms of those kinds of awards in the area. Um, just a just a consistent pedigree of, of high quality. So congrats to you and the team over there. Yeah, no, for sure. So I, I always say um, uh, Jonathan and our, our brew team are, um, at least from my standpoint, some of the best I've ever worked with throughout my career. Um, so they really do uh, truly make our, our job very easy. So, um, But I always tell people, you know, I mean, I think the the thing with awards, they're great, um, but at the end of the day, like they they don't always necessarily sell beer. But what they do is is they really just like check a box and and really make sure that we are really doing something right when it comes to what's coming out of the brewery. So it's it's always very uh, very rewarding to 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 come back with with a medal from some of these bigger competitions. Uh, and for those of you just tuning in, I am uh, sitting down with John Gartner, the sales and marketing director of Port City out of Alexandria, Virginia, and Bill DeBond, co-editor of DC Beer. So when you first opened, there was not a lot of competition. Now, uh, especially in Northern Virginia, you've seen a lot of other breweries open um, you know, kind of some of them a little more further out west and like Sterling, Virginia and Reston and things like that. But you're starting to get more uh, competition. How is that affecting you all? Uh, I mean, I would say that that's a overall good thing. Yeah. Um, from my standpoint, I think it uh, it just uh, it's it. I don't know. I mean, the way I look at it from a sales and marketing perspective and you know, just speaking with uh, our, our owner, Bill, and Jonathan, our lead brewer, I think that uh, more competition just kind of keeps us hungry. Uh, it strives to continue to, to make better products, to look at ways to, you know, improve efficiencies at the brewery, to create a better consumer experience. So, um, you know, I think uh, it, it, it definitely doesn't allow for some complacency within Port City. Um, so, 
I mean, I would say it's a good thing. No, no. Yeah. I, I completely agree. But, I mean, have you felt the effects at all? Um, yeah, I mean, I guess a little bit. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, I mean, we've, we've been very fortunate. Um, we've, we've had really solid growth, growth over the last seven years. I know we're entering into year eight, but it's been uh, very uh, consistent and stable. Uh, it hasn't been anything where uh, it, it's just been like triple digit growth for like three years. So it's um, we, we've got a very healthy company. I think um, um, we very much understand kind of what we do best. And I think uh, we go to market by trying to to execute what we do best when it comes to styles and beers. And I think that that also is true within kind of the, the brew house. So. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think, I, I think, you know, more competition. I mean, I think that there's only a finite number of retail accounts and draft handles out there and, you know, uh, shelf space and off premise. So we, we've definitely felt a little bit of an effect, but I think, um, overall, I think from my standpoint, it's good. It keeps us on our game. Um, I think it also really pushes innovation at the brewery. I think we don't, you know, we, we definitely rely still on the core very much, um, but it also allows us to really evaluate, do these other, like, styles make sense for us to bring in-house? So speaking to that, is there, are there new things that you're trying out? Uh, yeah, we've, we've definitely tried out some new things, um, I think, over the last uh, couple years. So um, about two years back, we introduced uh, a lager-only series. Uh, it's just uh, it's called the Lager Series. Nothing too clever, um, but it's just a rotating, um, um, pretty much draft-only uh, Lager Series. So uh, we usually do anywhere between six to eight styles per year. Um, I think that that's been that's been just a little bit of a fun little passion project at the brewery. Um, we're definitely right now evaluating, really trying to source uh, raw materials closer to the brewery. Um, at least from a, a, a grain perspective. So um, we've been we've been brewing uh, optimal wit with 100% Virginia wheat for the last six years. So we're now really looking into um, um, who's um, pretty much malting uh, barley um, within the area. Um, so right now we're we've been uh, looking at uh, a malting company called Proximity mm-hmm. uh, out in Delaware to see um, kind of if some of their base malts are are functional for for our beer. Um, again, I think the, the first step on really seeing um, what, what uh, their malt is all about, we're looking to do a, a dry hopped pale ale this summer called uh, River Shed Ale. Uh, so we'll brew it with um, Virginia wheat and then uh, we'll brew it with proximity malt and we'll see what happens from there. So I think um, from that standpoint, I think on an innovation base, um, really looking to just source a lot more of our raw materials in a little bit more of kind of a local realm. Um, you know, maybe not so much on the, the hop front. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think, uh, what else innovation wise, uh, we just, uh, we just, uh, packaged our, uh, our, uh, Cascadian dark ale or black IPA for the first time. So, um, long black veil kind of alludes to, a. a uh, a story in Old Town Alexandria about a ghost, so it's a little bit of a, a ghost story. Um, but it was just kind of a, a popular beer. Um, Wait, you gotta tell us this ghost story. Well, I'm I'm not overly in, in oh, tune okay. with a hundred percent of the ghost story. I think that it, w- it 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 definitely takes place way back in the day. I should know this story, and I feel mm-hmm. bad. No, no, you're good. Um, but yes, there she is, the 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 long black veil. Um, she is kind of the ghost of Old Town. 
um, there is a Wikipedia page for her too. Um, so my fault for not brushing up on No, it's it. fine. Now, now listeners have uh, some fun homework. Get on Wikipedia, look up some ghost stories. <laughs> uh, so we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back uh, with Beer Me on Full Service Radio. The track you're listening to during the break is called Don't Go by Keto. If you're tuned in, you're listening to Full Service Radio. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Beer Me, recorded live at the Lion Hotel in Adams Morgan, Washington, D.C. on Full Service Radio. I'm your host, Sarah Jane, and I'm joined in studio with John Gartner, Sales and Marketing Director from Port City, Brewing in Alexandria, Virginia, and Bill DeBond, co-editor of D.C. Beer. Uh, so we're talking about the Lager series uh, from Port City, and Bill, you had mentioned that... Um, yeah, I, I just think it's one of the smarter things that I've seen a local brewery do recently. <clears throat> and uh, it's, it's for a couple reasons. One is, is that just kind of the brewery identity and, and the things that Jonathan, I think, really likes to brew. I don't think you're going to see him get into some of these like super adjunct heavy, like really weird styles. Pastry styles. No, or I, I, like I would, I mean, just bowl me over if, you know, we start seeing like, you know, super sweet stouts, you know, rolling out of Port City. But the technical skill that it takes to brew a lot of these lager styles really well is a hallmark of the brewery. And so to be putting out something on a rotating series like this where you can make new connections with consumers and also connect them back to the rest of your portfolio is awesome. It also gives you a reason to be in venues on a consistent basis. Like I just, I just think it's, it was just really, really smart when it came out. Um, yeah, it's been fun. I mean, uh, from that standpoint... <laughs> and delicious. And delicious yeah, yeah. to be... No, no, no. In, no. It is, it's an amazing series. Um, you know, I, I, you know, the first day I feel like we ever put one on draft, uh, usually uh, those that work for the brewery usually put down the first half barrel um, before uh, night's end. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, it's, it's, it's awesome to, to work with, with, a, with a company that definitely puts a big emphasis on just expanding uh, multiple like styles um, but from a standpoint of just the lager I mean with the lager series we'll do seven this year um, all completely different and then we do um, we've got a couple other series so we do a limited release series where we've got a uh, our Oktoberfest is a is a Martzen and um, we've got an occasional series where we'll do a Hellas in the summertime mm-hmm. and then um, you know, not to be forgotten, our, our Czech Pills Downright, which is uh, a year-round beer. It's, you know, it's, it holds its own. It's about 7% of our total production at the brewery. So, um, yeah, we've, we've got about 10, 10 lagers that we do over, over the course of a, a calendar year, which is it's a lot of fun. The thing that, that I love about Port City is that you just quietly do things the right way. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I, I don't know your exact, like, mission statement or whatever was put together when your business was formed. <laughs> but I feel like it's just, you know, you just put your head down and just Knock do things well. Yeah. yeah, just do things well. Yeah. You know, you're not chasing trends. You're not, you know, trying to be the coolest kid on social media. You know, you don't have the craziest glassware. You're just doing it, everything well. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, I've, I've, a lot, that, I mean, that is the, I think the, 
the best feedback that we always get from our customers um, is that you guys just do everything so well. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, 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 I love it. I mean, I think it's, it, it's, it sets us up to just kind of do what we do. I think, um, you know, we've got, you know, six year round beers that, you know, we're, we're able, we're very fortunate that we're able to brew them at least once per month. So like from that standpoint, that's great from a, from a quality and freshness standpoint in, in our local markets where, you know, I mean, we pretty much know that everything that's coming out of our div- distributors' warehouses are going to be probably within like two to three weeks old on anything from optimal wit to essential pale ale, which is, which is awesome. Um, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's, I, I, it's, you know, I, I miss going to work some days. Like I'm like, ah, it's, it's Monday. Usually I'm like heading into work, seeing what's going on in the brew house. Like, you know, catching up on, on, on what's going on, but no, it's, it's fun. I mean, I think that everybody really just cares about what comes out of the brewery. You know, I think, you know, it it stems from, from Bill and, you know, just his outlook on, you know, how the, the organization needs to be structured and, you know, the, the customer sits on the top of our org chart and, you know, we, we literally, um, you know, we put strategies in place to really create that better customer experience and being able to brew all kinds of different styles at a high quality and consistency is, is def- definitely something to, to enhance the, the consumer experience overall. So it's yeah. good. No, I love it. I love it. <laughs> you know, the other practice that, that Port City has done over the years that we're just going to talk about how amazing you are until yeah. you blush and yeah. then, oh. yeah, yeah. then we'll get into all the negatives. So, yeah. so, so blush quickly, I guess. Um, <laughs> the label's a little, mm. <laughs> this is, this is uh. kind of a, a standard practice for most breweries now, but I think something that Port City has done really well and, and, and was on the leading edge of, at least in the area is being kind of an anchor of the community, right? That you do things like joggers and loggers and, um, trivia nights and you give the local community reasons to come in They're, They do a lot of um, fundraisers like mm-hmm. in the tap room, right? So more than just a brewery, you know, people bring their kids in and it is kind of like a neighborhood place. And now if you're writing a business plan yeah. for a brewery, you have to think about those things. You yeah. absolutely do. Um, and I feel like locally Port City was on the leading edge of that. Although a lot of our breweries now in the area do a really good job about that and are really thoughtful about it. I mean, now because uh, I live near you guys, I've gone a lot (laughs) and you look across, I mean, even on uh, last time I was there, it was a Saturday night and it was like nine o'clock on a Saturday night and it was a huge mix of people. There were children, there were babies, there were couples, there were groups of friends, there were people playing games or people ordering pizza. I mean, it, it, it was a community, you know, it wasn't like all just, you know, hipster neckbeards. It was really nice. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Speaking of neckbeards, <laughs> Bill Bond looks like a shaggy mess right now. Yeah. Why do you look so crazy? Uh, well, I'm growing this out for St. Baldrick's, mm-hmm. um, and uh, St. Baldrick's is a it's a, a charity event uh, to raise money for childhood cancer research. And so Boundary Stone does a massive event every year um, where you basically go, you, you go on the day of the event and you shave your head, in my case, my head and my beard, mm-hmm. and you get people to donate to, to you doing this. And um, the event is crazy. This year it's on March 10th. Um, it'll start in the afternoon and it'll go all afternoon. And it, it really is crazy. Tons of people there, local breweries, you know, um, donate kegs and the proceeds of those kegs go, you know, add up to the total. Um, Badgerstone set this year a goal of $100,000 just for that site. And right now they're at 50000 
Wow. Uh, they do a lot of like day of donations. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure if he's doing it again this year, but Brandon Skull has been the MC in the past. And he does an amazing job just kind of like getting people to like while you're getting your head shaved, just keep contributing to the. To oh, the, yeah. You know, I, I like doubled my amount last year because Brandon was just like, seriously, we, we can we can we can raise this by a couple hundred dollars. And he really did. Um, so it's it really is an amazing event. If you have been looking for a, a good reason to get a haircut, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's a free haircut. It is a free haircut. Yeah. You know, get your friends to give you, you know, you know, 20 bucks here or there. Every little bit helps. It's for a great cause. So mark your calendar for March 10th. Yeah. But yeah, I'm sure that, you know, my wife is she's very sick of, of the beard. And yeah. I, I can't blame her because it, it looks really gross. Yeah. 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 I'm sorry. Thanks for not lying to me about the, it. I appreciate it. The hair is kind of fun. Yeah. It yeah. can be. Wispy and, and crazy right now, but yeah. yeah. Sorry about the beard. Yeah. It's oh. for a good cause. It is for a good cause. This I've been trying to grow mine been. out, you know. It yeah. just doesn't work. Well, you got a couple more weeks to go, so. I know. Persistence I know. pays off. I know. Every time I go to a beer tasting, it's like me and like six white guys with beards, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, man. I need, a, need like a little fake one, you know. Like what a, do you mean you're all named Brent? how is that possible (laughs) i don't know if you guys saw conan's uh little skit when he went to uh the jamaica plain uh original uh boston uh or uh sam adams brewery no oh it's funny yeah you gotta check it out okay but he gives a bunch of brewers a hard time for they all have beards he's like in a room and that's awesome he's like commenting on one guy's beard and then like the next scene in the in the skit there's just like the whole brew team's there and everybody's got these big burly uh beards it's pretty funny it's it's a good one (laughs) all right i'm gonna have to check that out the commentary on on craft beer that we need uh yeah, that's it, it. It, it, it yes <laughs> it was well done from somebody who's been doing it for a bit and it was a good perspective to see yeah i love conan but it was just funny so so bill you're not only here because i enjoy your banter but you're also here to talk about the brewer's ball i am so the 15th annual brewer's ball uh to benefit the cystic fibrosis foundation is coming up on march 2nd at mm-hmm. 7 p.m at the building museum at the national building museum uh, which is an awesome venue if you've never been there for an event i mean i guess you don't have to go there for an event but i would encourage you to go there for this one and um the it's a gala event and it brings together um, breweries and restaurants to raise money for this really great cause and um this year is particularly exciting because white ford bronco which is dc's all mm-hmm. 90s uh, cover band is going to be performing which that's is, amazing is a I'm, draw in and of itself for I'm sure i'm so sad i'm out of town for this i'm very disappointed um i've, I've been involved with this event i think for nine years mm-hmm. um yeah, we get it you're old yeah I, yeah yeah i'm i am getting to that to that point i'm kidding um what i've always appreciated about it is that from the outside of this event they made a real effort to involve local breweries and have craft beer get involved for a good cause. And so that marriage of um, kind of a, a philanthropy and a good charitable cause and great beer has always been what, what drawn me to it or drew me to it. Um, you know, it's a, it's a really good mix too um, of, of breweries. Port City has been a longtime supporter, so thank you for mm-hmm. that. Um, yeah. Brow and Atlas will both be there. Um, we've got some of the newer local breweries like True Respite and mm-hmm. Silver Branch um, will both have beer there. But then you also have kind of the national flagships like Allagash and Boulevard and Umagang and Sierra Nevada. And they always you know, bring something special for the event to really show off kind of what their portfolio can do beyond the flagships. Not that there's anything wrong with flagships. 
Uh, As we're in flagship February. No, no, we are, yes. I think we're actually bringing uh, Metro Red and uh, Downright Pilsner. So, you know, not true flagships. You know what? That's great. Um, So tickets are are $150, um, but that comes with a ton of great food, um, Mm -hmm. all the beer you care to taste, um, also wine and cider. Ancho will be there locally. Nice. Um, There's dancing. There's a silent auction. Um, it really is a great time. So if you'd like to check it out, it's dcbrewersball.org. And again, that's March 2nd at 7 p.m. Hope to see you there for what will no doubt be a great 15th event. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, I'm very, very sad I'll be out of town. Um, I will actually be participating in a, a new conference in Austin called Wonder Women in Wine. Mm. Um, and it's basically trying to bridge the gender gap within the wine world. I know nothing, near nothing about wine and not involved in wine at all, but I will be talking about diversity in beer. So that was, that is why I'm missing the Brewer's Ball, but I am excited for this conference. Um, so here I am also plugging that conference. Yeah, no, no. That While be we're fun. on this uh, plug section of the show, anything coming up for Port City? Uh, well, we're getting ready. We're in kind of a transition with our limited releases right now. So we're coming off of Long Black Veil. Uh, we'll roll into some uh, Metro Red right now. Uh, we just introduced um, Colossal 8, which is, uh, which is a Doppelbach. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, uh, it was our eighth anniversary beer. Uh, so that's pretty new still to, still to the market. Um, and Metro Red is, is pretty much a red IPA. We call it a double red ale, um, but it's, it's definitely a little bit more in, intentionally, um, or it's, inten- it's, it's a little bit more imbalanced when it comes to the, the hop profile of the beer. Uh, but other than that, um, I don't know. Not, no. I mean, I think we just kind of do what we do, which is great. I mean, I think, um, you know, I think to continue to just share the story of Optimal and, what what we do to make optimal is a is a big thing. I think uh, everybody's really excited to see kind of what comes from uh, Rivershed. Um, you know, one the the branding of the name really stems from just kind of where the the weed in Virginia is grown for optimal. Uh, so it's in Heathsville, Virginia, which is kind of like uh, it's in between. It's the northern neck, but it's the Potomac and the Rappahannock. Um, but kind of Rivershed is to commemorate kind of where the wheat comes from. But I think also the, it's exciting to see if, uh, if it makes sense to be able to source maybe more of our, our grains locally rather than purchasing, purchasing them from Canada and overseas. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, there's nothing wrong with that by any means, but, you know, just a little bit more of kind of that farm table, you know, farm to, to table theme um, at the brewery. But um, yeah, I think that, that that's kind of what it gets us going every day at the brewery. Um, you know, I mean, I'm, I appreciate all the great feedback on the Lager Series beers. Um, it's, it's totally a small part of our, our, our overall business, but it's definitely a passion project at the mm-hmm. brewery. Um, just the attention to details that goes into making those beers is, is awesome. And uh, yeah, that's really it. I mean, I, you know, oh, that's great. early part of the year, I appreciate all the, the positive feedback on on the beers um it definitely uh it means a lot to hear that come from you know our customers who kind of sit at the top of the the company um but yeah so awesome yeah thank you both for coming on the show thanks for having me appreciate it and uh you and mike stein will continue to battle it out yes back and forth back and forth um 
This has been Beer Me, recorded live at the Line Hotel in Adams, Morgan, Washington, D.C. on Full Service Radio. I am your host, Sarah Jane. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, feel free to shoot us an email at beermeradio at gmail.com, or you can catch us on Instagram at beermeradio. Thank you all so much. We'll see you next week. Cheers. <laughs>